Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. have known uh, we've talked to mark meckler uh it's been years but four years and years mark was a uh, a mover and shaker in the original tea party movement which was entirely about limited federal government uh, reigning in spending not spending our kids and grandkids into oblivion and we were enthusiastic supporters at the time uh mark meckler is now a uh, part of an organization which i believe if i got the right one is called convention of states action uh he's the president of uh, said organization mark how are you sir Man, it's so good to be with you guys. I'm way better now that I'm talking to both of you. Oh, Excellent. wow. Awesome. Long time kind since we've talked. Yeah, kind to say. Absolutely. So anyway, you know really, I got go ahead. What's really cool is it, it brings me back. I mean, you guys were there at the original Tea Party rallies at the Capitol, helped host some of those. And so to me, that's that's my political origin story were those rallies. So when I heard that I was going to be on the show with you guys today, it really brought me back, made me feel great. And I just wanted to appreciate you guys because really you helped me launch my career in politics. 
So I'm not whether, sure whether I should thank you or curse you for that, but it is what it is. <laughs> right. Yeah, I heard that. So, uh, Mark, first of all, again, we've, we've supported you throughout the years. Uh, you are an actual patriot. There are people who pretend Washington, D.C. is jammed from left to right and top to bottom with people pretending to be patriots. But I think you actually are. And now you're involved in this idea of having a convention of states. Let's start at the beginning. What, what is a convention of states? Why? So a convention of states is found in Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution. There are two ways to amend the Constitution. One is Congress proposes an amendment, and it goes out to the states for ratification, takes three-quarters of the states to ratify. The other way is when two-thirds of the states decide to gather, they can propose amendments, just like Congress. That becomes a suggestion that goes out to the states for ratification. And the reason to do it this way, and we've never done it this way, is because Congress will never limit its own power. You said, you know, we started the Tea Party movement to limit the power and the scope and spending of the federal government. It didn't work. They haven't limited any of that. Now, since I've known you guys, the deficit, uh, sorry, the debt's <laughs> gone up something like $20 trillion. Unbelievable. And so the only way they're going to do it, the only way we can impose, for example, term limits or a balanced budget amendment is to impose it from the states, and that's what a convention of states is all about. You know, and I want to point out, it's it, the Constitution doesn't say if the moon slams into the sun or if the 90% of the population dies, you can do this. No, it's right there with the amending the Constitution methods that we're familiar with. So it's right there waiting to be done. It, not only that, the founders actually told us why they put it there. We know the day, we know the, the exact date they put it in, September 15, 1787. Colonel Mason from Virginia stands up. It's two days before the end of convention, and he says, look, we got a problem. We gave the power to Congress to propose amendments, but we didn't give it to the people acting through the states. And if we don't do that, are we so dumb that we believe that when Congress becomes tyrannical that they'll restrain their own power? And what we know is, you know, we have Madison's notes, and they say that there was no debate. There was not even any discussion. They all realized that the states were going to need to exercise this power. I'm not just trying to be a uh, wet blanket, but you know, one thing that Madison did not foresee was TikTok or anything else <laughs> that keeps people from paying attention to what's freaking going on. <laughs> I, look, I, I think that's correct. I think we have a cultural phenomenon going on taking place because of the technology we use that is dumbing everything down yeah. and keeping people from being engaged citizens. And one of the other things that I think is so important about this project is this is the largest constitutional education project in American history. Awesome. So we're, we're here to counter TikTok. Right. Well, good. Yeah, good. that's great. We're, we're happy to be part of this, and I, I hope we'll continue to be in touch. But so let's get back to the basics. What would a convention of states look like? And then you've mentioned that suggestions to amend the Constitution would come out of it. But how would how does it work? So the process goes like this. It takes two thirds of states or 34 states to call a convention. The way they do it is by passing resolutions in their legislature. Important to know that's different than legislation. No governor's signature is necessary, so a simple majority of both houses. So far, 19 states have done that. 34 states are required. Once we reach the 34 states, then a convention will be called. Each state will empower a slate of what they call commissioners or delegates. They'll go to convention and they'll debate three subject matter areas, anything that would impose fiscal restraints on the federal government, so like a balanced budget or spending caps or tax caps, 
anything that would impose term limits, and not just on Congress, by the way, on the deep state as well, federal officials, so that could be bureaucrats and staffers. And then my favorite and most important, anything that would impose scope and power limitations on the federal government. So saying, for example, you can't be involved in education or energy or health care, all these things they were never intended to be involved in. If you get 26 states to agree on any amendments, those amendments become suggestions and they get sent out to the states for ratification. And then it takes 38 states or a super, super majority to ratify anything that comes out of convention. I love, I would just love something like this happen and the whole nation is watching it and following the arguments if that happened. People are always predicting what the founding fathers think and would do. I really think that the majority of founding fathers would think we're long overdue for this sort of look at the structure, you know, with the changing everything technology the structure of society size of the country everything like that take a take a new fresh look at all this different stuff it seems fantastic and, and it strikes me yeah, mark right. as you're describing the way it would work it's it's obviously a tough sled to get anything through all those processes but even if if it ultimately wasn't successful there would be a widespread nationwide discussion of the issues which right. i think would be t- terribly valuable yeah, I think you nailed it. I get asked that all the time. You know, can you pull this off? I, I think we can, but I do think it's an incredibly tough sled. This is the tallest hill in the American system of governance. There's nothing else that's this hard that requires this kind of a supermajority. But I always say, if we fail, then what we've done in failing is conducted the largest constitutional education project in American history. And the primary debate of Convention of States is around a very simple question. It's jurisdictional. It's about who decides. Are we going to let some nameless, faceless, idiot bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. decide for us? Are we going to decide for ourselves at home? That balance of power is what we're coming together to talk about. I mean, we're at a point where we just had that $1.7 trillion omnibus bill pass a couple of weeks ago with nobody having a chance to read it, Congress not being, you know, not, not, not any of the normal legislative uh, system involved. So, yeah, I love the idea of what you're trying to do. Well, I think we're going to make it happen. I mean, now there are over 5 million people involved. Like I said, we're well past the halfway mark. When I started this thing nine and a half years ago, everybody said it was impossible. It was a pipe dream. And I don't think that was an unreasonable thing to say. But with over 5 million people involved today, 49 states have filed the resolution. We have 19 states that have passed it so far. We're going to end up with another four to seven states passing it this session, uh, just starting this month. So we are well on our way. And along the way, we're building the largest self-governing grassroots army in American history. Wow, I love that. So I take it, uh, Mark Meckler, that you know overspending is big on your list. Clearly, the uh, the gigantic, bloated, incomprehensible administrative state. Uh, anything else that are like on your big targets? Yeah, I think the the three big targets would be term limits. Eighty five percent of American people have wanted those for thirty years, and we can't get Congress to do it. But I wonder I why. Yeah. It's not in their best interest. This is the whole reason Colonel Mason said we have to have this is because Congress will never limit their own power. So term limits, but not just for them, for the bureaucrats. So we don't end up with more Anthony Fauci's. Uh, Number two would be spending limits, right? They're never going to stop the spending. They're never going to stop blowing us out, printing money, borrowing and putting us in debt. And so we're going to have to do that to them. And then last but not least to me, 
is going back to something resembling enumerated powers. When the Constitution was written, there were 17 enumerated powers put in there. And, and the founder said, these and no more are all the federal government can do. Today, I don't know what the actual number is, but let's call it 17 million powers they now have. And we need to stuff them back in the constitutional box. And that literally gives us the power to say no education, no energy, no EPA, all of these things, as you guys know, you got you have plenty of them in our state capitals, too many. And so we don't need them at the federal level. And we got to take that stuff away from the federal government. Well, and just uh, to approach this kind of academically, even if y'all listening heard a couple of those and thought, no, 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 I disagree with that. The point is, is, as Mark said, it's a jurisdictional question. It's who decides. And the idea that the people in the states decide is a return to what this country is supposed to be, as opposed to just the the perpetual reign of bureaucrats and forever Congress people. You know, someday, Mark, I'd love to talk to you when we have more time about uh, term limits and whether they work or not, because there are differing views uh, on that question. But again, sometimes the discussion is the point, isn't it? Uh, that is the point. And by the way, I'm not a huge fan of term limits. I mean, I, I think we have results from them all over the nation at the state level. I think at best they're neutral. I think they have some really bad side effects. They empower the bureaucracy, mm. the lobbyists, and the staffers. And so the only way I'd be personally interested in term limits is if we also get term limits on all those other groups of people, then maybe it's kind of where I'm at on term limits. The reason term limits are in there is not because they're my pet project. It's because the vast majority of American people want them, and I think we owe the American people a meaningful discussion about term limits. Boy, and uh, on a similar topic, nobody's asked me, but if they did, I'd tell them I would love to see serious reform of collective bargaining uh, of government employees, because when the government itself becomes the most powerful lobbyist of the government, you have sown the seeds of disaster. Mark Meckler is with you the know convention. My, you know my yeah, issue that you got to slide in there, getting rid of Columbus Day. So, Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> convention of States Action, we will have a link to the website so you can uh, get information, you can contribute or just follow what they're doing or better understand it at armstrongandgetty.com. Let's not let this be our last conversation, all right? Absolutely. Great to talk to you guys again. Thanks for having me. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Joe Getty. I got my sexy pants on. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Lucky girl syndrome. I guess there's some influencer chick. Ugh, too many of those. Too Ugh. many influencers in social media who uh, who uh, who touts lucky girl syndrome, and that's the hot new thing. So if you hear anybody bring that up, it's it's basically just having a positive attitude. It's saying every morning, I'm a lucky girl, and lucky things are going to happen to me. It's basically so just, this is the same as the, that Oprah thing that got so much attention a couple of years ago, right? What was that, what called? Was that called? The truth or the, the the way or I think the way is Jesus. Um, yeah. Or yeah. Mandalorian. Well, it's either Jesus Mandalorian. or Mandalorian. That is the way. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible. Um, That's right, sir. Thank you. Gen Z's way of getting whatever they want is lucky girl syndrome. That's what they say. So anyway. Another online thing. I've become aware uh, recently in my non-marriedom. I've, I've I'm not done any social uh, online dating sort of stuff, and I don't think I ever will. Uh, I'm for whatever reason I'm not going to. But uh, people who do, God dang it! If you're if you're an attractive person, 
I don't know how I don't know how society is going to function because it would seem that attractive men and women have unlimited opportunities mm-hmm. to, you know, live the exciting lifestyle of going out to eat, having sex, all that sort of stuff. That you know, I, I couldn't do that forever, but some people seem to be able to, and um, and yeah, that's that's definitely has changed. It will change society forever. It's, it's certainly for the attractive. Yeah, I've heard it. We're very lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Michael. Michael's so handsome, it hurts to look at him. Um, I have heard it said, and I have zero personal knowledge on this, that the top 15% in terms of looks get all of the responses, and everybody else gets nothing. Yeah, I don't know about percentages, but several of the people I know who do online dating would be in that category-ish. And yeah, it's an endless supply of... Either you're a woman being taken out and romanced and wined and dined, and then, you know, your opportunity for physical uh, getting together, if that's what you want, or guys the same way, you know, you're going to be more on the paying end, but you have an endless supply of attractive women you're going to be able to take out to eat. And so it's yeah. just, I, I, yeah, it, it's, it, I wonder what that's going to do to society long term. Are our top 15% or I think, I think it's probably more than that. I guess I'm more like. 30%. But if, if our most attractive third of America has an opportunity for a different lifestyle than ever existed before, will they ever settle down? Or I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know either. I'll be dead and gone before oh, yeah. that all bears yeah. out, Jack. Yeah, this is for the future. My time has passed in a number of ways. But um, I'm closer to Joe Biden than to them. But uh so speaking of uh, of uh, close togetherness amongst a loving couple, last night I'm talking to Judy, and uh, I said we really need some us time. We need to get the, just me and you. Let's spend some time together. Blah, blah, blah. She literally penciled me in for Thursday, <laughs> <laughs> and penciled in case uh, something comes up. Oh yeah. Yeah, between the, my job and the, with all the things she's involved in, I've got an opening for you Thursday about four. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. I was leading toward this guy who uh, I expose female cheaters. People don't agree with my methods. He's a good looking guy. He would definitely be in that top 15% of good looking guys. And he says, you know, I only know what he says. So whether it's true or not, I don't know. But he says he's a moral. A uh, religious person who believes in monogamy, but he uh, he just came out of a twelve year relationship. It sounds like he's sort of bitter about it. She cheated on him, and uh, I don't mind. You know, I can understand why he'd be bitter. But he sure. st- started doing the online dating thing, and he was shocked at how many of the women who approach him on online dating he finds out when he does a little googling are already in a relationship. So what he does, he apparently is pretty good at photoshopping, is he finds pictures of them with their husband or boyfriend, then photoshops himself into the picture of them together, and then sends them the picture. (laughs) So there's a picture here of like a a couple sitting on a rock with a beautiful landscape. Clearly, they took some sort of selfie when they're doing a romantic thing, and there he's sitting on the rock next to them. (laughs) Or the park bench, or the sunset, or the whatever. You know, it could be suggested he mind his own damn business. Well, <laughs> it's pretty funny, though. Pretty it, I, it is funny. funny. <laughs> he said you would not wow. believe how many women who are already attached send me direct messages. They're already taken if I do a little Googling. And he edits himself into their couple snaps. That is pretty funny. Okay, now something serious for uh, for the younger girl. 
Do you hear my the change of my tone of voice? I did. That, that was, I'll stop giggling now. But the guy on the rocket sunset. <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is funny. In a way. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Came across this, I thought it was absolutely terrific. The title is, How to Be a Successful Politician in California. Wait now, you're listening around the country, you're thinking, I don't care. Oh, this is so revealing about the way... The politics works in a blue monolith of a state. The subtitle of this by Edward Ring, who's a really interesting guy. He's written a couple of books about California politics. He's the uh, 
Um, I think he was the he co-founded the California Policy Center. So he's a thinker about policy and politics. But um, how to be a successful politician in California. Early voting lets us know how many votes we need and ballot harvesting lets us control how many votes we'll get. And Ring writes, the following conversation never happened. It's for the reader to decide to what extent, however, this conversation reflects political reality in Cal Unicornia today. Two people in this conversation, the candidate and the government union operative, because that's who owns the state of California. Candidate says, it's a surprise you contacted me. I never thought I'd run for office. I don't know how to run a campaign, and I'm not well informed on any of the things I might have to manage if I get elected. Union operative said, that doesn't matter. We've profiled you and determined you'd be a viable candidate and develop into a politician we can count on. But I don't even know how to begin this process. Don't worry about that either. Here are all the forms you need already filled out. We'll just put your name and personal information and you'll sign them. We will submit them. We will follow up. Candidate says, where will I get my money to campaign? Where where will I find a campaign manager? Government union operative says, we do everything for you. We found a treasurer who will process all of your donations and expenditures, and all you have to do is approve them. We have a campaign consultant who will run your campaign for you, and will run a separate independent expenditure campaign, which allows us to avoid campaign contribution limits, and you will not have to do anything. Candidate says, what about my opponent? Union op says, don't worry, we'll outspend your opponent by whatever amount necessary to ensure victory. They have to do everything themselves knowing they're going up against us. They have to raise money from small contributors. They have to constantly hold petty fundraisers. They haven't got access to our government union contributions, and the corporations won't help them because they're all afraid of us. Unless your opponent is wealthy and willing to burn through a good chunk of their own personal fortune, they won't have nearly enough money to compete with you. Candidate says, what will I campaign about? What will I say? Don't worry. We'll tell you what to say. We will write your campaign literature. We'll build your campaign website. We'll handle every detail. We have all the money we will ever need, so we hire the best political consultants. We've learned exactly what voters respond to, and we will attack your opponent as an extremist. But shouldn't I have ideas of my own? Shouldn't I stand for anything? Uh, No. Leave it to us. Just be available for photos and to sign documents and checks. Candidate says, what if it's a close election? Won't all this be for nothing? It probably won't be close, but if it is, we know exactly what to do. If early voting trends show your opponent's party turning out in stronger than anticipated numbers, we'll invest more money in ballot harvesting during the weeks before Election Day. Our ballot harvesters know which household residents have registered with our party. Early voting lets us know how many votes we need, and ballot harvesting lets us control how many votes we'll get. And it's legal. You can't lose. Candidate says, can't my opponent's party do the same thing? Government union operative says, theoretically, yes, but it costs a lot of money to engage in science-based ballot harvesting. And you see, haha, they haven't got any, any money. What's really funny, though, is that we've convinced Californians that we don't have very much money, that we're the underdogs, and that our opponents are spending us into the ground because they take contributions from corporations and billionaires. And guess what? We're the ones who get almost all the contributions from corporations and billionaires, and they don't. Wow. Candidate candidate says, what if you can't find enough households with voters registered to your party who haven't voted yet? Or an earlier voting trends show that I could be behind. Relax. 
We have a lot of tools in our toolbox. Even though the last day to register to vote is a traditional voter is October 24th, we can assist people with same-day registration as a conditional voter right up until and through Election Day, November 8th. We know who to register. For example, our teachers' union has ensured that the vast majority of young voters are thoroughly conditioned to vote for our party and to despise your opponent's party. We have a profile for every eligible voter in the state. We know where every person under 30 is living, and if they're not registered, we can get them same-day registration, then we'll harvest their ballot. Candidate says, isn't it kind of weird that California permits early voting to begin a full month before the November 8th election and allows counting and certification to last all the way until December 16th? Doesn't it allow you to manipulate the election outcome during this extended voting period? So what? It's legal. We control the politicians, which means we write the laws and we made all of this legal. And final question and answer. What if my opponent raises the fairness of the same-day registration and ballast harvesting to ensure victory? You're a quick learner, but you still don't get it. We have all the winning messages. If your opponent questions the ethics of ballot harvesting or the accuracy of the registered voter database from which ballots are mailed to everyone or the injustice of taxpayer-funded government unions recruiting candidates and paying for their campaigns, we'll just call them an election denier. Oh, yeah, I've heard that phrase a lot lately. Those people are fascists. Right you are. Welcome to the team. Now just sign here. Wow, that's pretty good. How good was that? That's pretty good. Edward Blanking Ring, if you need him, we will post a link to that essay at armstrongandgetty.com. Send it to all of your friends for the good it'll do, which is very little. Yeah, that is is something. Same-day registration, ballot harvesting, blanketing the landscape with millions of ballots, whether you still live there or not. The fix is in. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to point out, it doesn't take some sort of magical hacking, hacking of Dominion voting machines by mysterious Venezuelans or any of that crap. They write it into law. If I'm going to be a uh, grown-up about this, though, I feel like... You just got to recognize, okay, that's what the the, the 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 state of play is, and you got to compete the same way. And the Republicans can raise as much money as 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 Democrats can. I mean, they'll come from different places, but they'll raise a gazillion dollars. And uh, but but they haven't put their efforts into this. Partially, not blaming it only on Trump, but partially, Trump went anti mail in ballots. Republicans had dominated mail in ballots. Since mail-in ballots became a thing, it was just a truism that Republicans voted through mail, Democrats showed up same day. That flipped in just two cycles, partially because Trump tried to convince people that mail-in ballots were wrong for some reason. Um, But anyway, got to play the same game and do the same things. It's the only thing you can do, isn't it? Yes, but it'll never happen. Well, not never. That's a silly thing to say. It's extremely difficult to make that happen in California because of where the contributions come from. Well, it might be impossible in California, but nationwide, I, I, you just got to play the same by the same techniques. Or effectively convince people that that's unjust and leads to uh, a voting practices that are untoward. Oh, yeah. If you can change policy or law around voting, that'd be that'd be fine. I'd be all for that. I hate this whole month-long election thing. I don't think we're going to get away from election deniers on both sides as long as we have month-long elections. 
And, you know, I can make a pretty easy lawyerly argument in favor of the Democratic Party because everybody's so in love with this notion of everybody should vote every cycle, no matter how much they know or don't know. And so if the Democratic Party goes to an 18 year old's house and says, hey, you're eligible to vote. We have the, that in our records. You haven't registered. Here's your same day registration. Fill this out. Here's your ballot. Fill this out. Now hand it to me. I'll turn it in for you. There's a pretty good chunk of the public, the public that would say, well, that's good. They voted. We have a democracy. Voting is good. So you're probably right, you know, at the in the end. They just got to play the game better than the Democrats or they're doomed. Yeah, that is that was a troubling little screed there, though. Tell you what, though, control of the unions. I grew up with it. I've seen it. You can compel them or convince everybody in a giant government union to show up and vote in a way that you can't convince just average citizens who have an average citizen's concern about the government to vote because the union members are getting paid. They're there for their own direct financial self-interest, which is why FDR thought government employee unions were a horrific idea. FD freaking R, folks. End of rant. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. I forewarned you. Let's go, Brandon. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Mentioned last week, there's a new variant of COVID. Not that you care or paying any attention at this point, but. The new variant, I think it's B1AA, but it doesn't matter. Um, like three weeks ago, it was 5% of COVID. Now it was 40% last week. I assume it's the dominant COVID now. And it's way more transmissible than even Omicron. Oh, stop it. Which come is on, hard to nah. imagine. So that's got to mean that if there's anybody, if you come near somebody who's got that, you're, you, you, you've been exposed to it. And then yeah. However, that interacts with your vaccines and all that different sort of stuff I don't even want to talk about. But anyway, Jimmy Fallon made a song about it. He's being criticized for some reason. Let's hear it. There was Alpha, then Delta, then Omicron next. But this latest variant might be the best. It's XBB.1.5. Another friend of COVID-19 has arrived. Funny. And uh, I'm supposed to be angry, I guess, uh, or something. One, one of the reasons it's being criticized, you know, Fallon does his show in New York, and New York COVID deaths spiked 30% in December, the most since early 22. They're saying the pandemic is not over. Of course, I read the entire article to see if they at any point got down to whether or not people were dying of COVID or with COVID, which is, remember, at one point in L.A., it was 50% of the deaths were people who came in because they had a heart attack and they tested positive for COVID or they were ancient and going to die and they came into the hospital and they tested positive for COVID. So. Well, if indeed this variant is so incredibly uh, contagious, even compared to Omicron, that everybody gets it if you so much as look at them from 100 yards away, right? Uh, well, then it would make sense that a tremendous number of people who are going to die have it. So if you don't clarify that, you've told me nothing. Uh, is it just me, or does 2023 feel like that boyfriend we're about to take back for the third time because he swears he's changed? <laughs> <laughs> yes, 2023, off to another. <sighs> this is the first time in 100 years this has ever happened, or this is the most this has ever happened. Or, <sighs> um, 
Kevin McCarthy is Speaker of the House. That got settled in the middle of the night Friday night, if you weren't paying attention to that. So I don't think anybody will ever remember that. I don't think it damaged the Republic. I don't think it makes the Republicans look like they're uh, you know, a mess or whatever. I think it's the kind of thing that's likely to happen if you have so close a margin. Sure. That, yeah. And even if uh, it did, uh, for a cup of coffee, make the Republicans look disorganized or not united. They're not united. You're not supposed to be united. Robust debate, disagreement, that's the point. This next debt ceiling vote, though, could be a big deal. Yes. Yes, that is true. Do you want to briefly explain? Well, yeah, because so the debt ceiling thing, it's a self-imposed thing that we do for some reason. It's really interesting. I mean, it's like if you did this to yourself where you said, I am only going to spend X number of dollars per month. That sounds great. Period. Responsible. And uh, every month you spend more than that. And so you decide to raise the amount of your self-imposed limit. And then you go over it again. Uh, well, we do that with the government, but there is a there is a penalty for going over. And if you if if you don't raise the debt limit or how much we're in debt, then you can't pay your bills and you can default on all kinds of foreign debt and all kinds of horrible things can happen. We've never done that because always at the very last minute, everybody comes together <laughs> and raises the debt limit again. So you and your spouse and this factors into one of the seven financial habits you should leave behind last year. So you and your spouse say, there's no way we let the credit card bill get above $5,000. No way. Do you agree? 100% I agree. And and then you say, hey, did you see that $900 espresso maker? Wow, is that cool. You want to raise the debt limit to uh, 11000 Yeah, let's do it. Or I'm sorry, I guess I was at five. Let's raise it to six. Yeah, okay, that's good. But we've stayed within our debt limit. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Even a child would say, wait, no, that's not right. And we've mocked these debt limit crises in the past because they're not going to we're not going to default on the debt. Oldsters aren't going to stop getting Social Security checks and all these different things. We're not going to, you know, ruin our credit around the world. Well, this time we might. This time there might be enough holdouts who say they're not going to vote for it unless you cut some freaking spending finally. And they've got a good argument uh so back to uh money stuff this is a great article on seven habits to leave behind as you move into 2023 seven uh financial habits some of them are very obvious some are less so sometimes uh, very <clears throat> obvious things you need to be reminded of though i know i do right there that's wisdom right there um so uh number one was leave behind your fomo on crypto <laughs> <clears throat> yeah no kidding your fear of missing out. Here's hoping that in 2023, the fear of missing out on crypto is squashed. And they go into all sorts of examples. You know, I had just, by coincidence, just read an article that this uh, crypto lending g- g- concern named Celsius Network had gone under. And the half mil- more than half a million people who had money in it have been trying to get it back. Well, a judge just ruled, no, reading the terms of service that you clicked on, that money is theirs. It's not yours. Oh, the terms of service for buying crypto. Wow. Yes. So you are screwed and tattooed. You'll get nothing. Moving along. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Give up your FOMO on crypto. Yeah. Number two, get, leave behind carrying credit card debt. They point out it's significantly more expensive now. Yep. It's not the same question. Good one. Easy enough. Oh, getting a tax refund. Leave that behind. Here's why they say that. 
Uh, there it is. Uh, the, 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 many people love getting what they consider a windfall or a forced savings plan. But with inflation cutting into your pay, it's better to get your money during the year, especially if you have any high interest credit card debt. Uh, another reason to change your withholdings now, when you purposely get a refund, you're lending the federal government your money interest free. And when savings rates were super low, the financial loss wasn't much, but the highest FDIC-insured liquid savings accounts currently yield just over 4% annually. So you are giving away money Hmm. by doing that. Uh, And and they also point out, if you're carrying debt on a credit card with a 20% interest rate, waiting to get a lump lump sum tax refund to pay it down is costing you money. And that's bad money management. I would say it's just flat stupid. (laughs) Here's another one to leave behind, eating out too much. Yeah. And they talk about the typical family and how much they spend and how much more it is than you think. Oh, yeah, and now more than ever. It's shocking to me what it costs to go to even your fast, casual places. Ooh. Yeah, and uh, think about what you could do with that money. Build an emergency fund, pay off debt, boost your retirement savings. And then I was feeling a little smug on the first four, then I got to number five. Leave behind autopilot bill paying. Automating your automating your payments is a great way to avoid racking up late fees, but inertia can set in, and you end up paying for subscriptions you don't use. Oh, I only have like ten of those. The uh, study found that Americans spent an average of five hundred and seventy four dollars and seventy five cents a year on cable and satellite TV services in twenty twenty one. A lot of them that they don't use anymore. Sure. Not to mention software subscriptions. Ugh. Yeah. Or whatever. Uh, let's see. I do that uh, every once in a while. I go into my PayPal, because that's usually what I've got, and uh, clear out ones. I think, I'm still subscribing to that? Yeah. Oh, I've got to do that. I've got to do that. Uh, I love this one. Leave behind fear of repair costs. Here's what they're saying. Almost without exception, extended warranty policies are a bad deal. Mm, yeah, I never get those. No. No, it's fine. If if you need to repair something, pay for it. Um, you're wasting your money. And finally, sp- uh, leave behind spending on junk food. Again, they go into studies of how much people actually spend on crappy stuff that's not good for you anyway and how much better uses there are for that money. It's worth thinking about. Armstrong and Getty. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.